2: Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460
0: KXNO. Well, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to Miller and Condon here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. We are with you for the next couple of hours. A lot to get to. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, what a night. Uh, All four of the teams winning, two of them well, I don't know how you felt about Drake on the road about Bradley, but I didn't give the Hawks much of a chance. Certainly Iowa State going to take on a Texas Tech 8th ranked team that just plays defense like nobody else, certainly in the Big 12. Uh, I didn't give Iowa State much of a chance as well. They'd lost a couple straight, seemed to be going the wrong way, but man, oh man, they both of those schools last night uh, with just terrific performances. They really were. I don't care. Penn State is still winless in conference. That is a good win and look at the teams that have beaten Penn State so far this year, you know when you keep seeing the the in game stats that, you know uh, the Penn State scored more in the first half than they have all year long. Take a little deeper look at the teams that have that have been uh, sharing the floor with Penn State, La creme de la creme of the Big Ten. They fell last night to an undermanned Iowa team, as. Uh, maybe their best player, Tyler Cook, couldn't answer the bell, but Garza did, and Kreiner did, and Weisskamp did in the final six, uh, 20 minutes, and Bohannon certainly did. Macy Daly did early, and he disappeared. Meanwhile, in Lubbock, Lindell Wigginson's best game of the year, Big 12 play, Tyler uh, T.H.T.'s T.'s best conference game of the year, T. C. It's a lot of initials. Um, I think it was best game of the year by Waggington and also uh, Horton Tucker. How about you?
3: Five years since the last time we had a night like this or a day like this. Now, who helped you on that? Because that's a lot of work. That was from Cotter Ferguson. A shout-out to Connor. He had that stat last night. Here's the leading scorers for that day five years ago. You ready for this? Uh, for, for all four of the teams? Yes. Fire away. DeAndre Kane for Iowa State. Does That makes sense. not surprised there. Melson Basabi. Really? Yeah. Seth Tuttle? Okay. And here's the dark horse. This would be difficult to pull. Yeah, you could pull. Now, I wouldn't have probably got
0: Basabi. I would have got, you know, DeAndre Kane was a different Boise sure. player, wasn't he? My God. Um, and, of course, Seth Tuttle was Player of the Year uh, in the Valley before it was all said and done. All right, give me the Drake leading score,
3: Richard Carter. No. No.
0: Athletic. Yes. He was athletic, yeah. but, uh, well, that's uh, in, the, in the way back machine. That, uh, that's good intel right there. I don't know where to start. Here's what's coming up on the program today. Uh, Alex Harstead is going to join us. Cyclone alert. You got it. Dot com. Look at you improving. Part of 24-7 sports. That's why I paused as I looked over uh, the other side of the glass at you. Uh, Alex Halstead's going to join us. We kept threatening to do this. Today we're going to do it. Uh, We're going to talk to Jimmy B. Yes. Uh, We both worked with Jimmy B. I have a feeling he watched for sure the Iowa State game. Yes. Because of his... When you're in your 70s, can you have a girlfriend? Lady friend is what Lady I always Lady friend. Yes. Uh, well done.
3: Well done. That's I how I always refer to her. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's what Kim is. Uh, well, I mean, they're more than that, but you have a girlfriend in high school. Right. right. You have a girlfriend in your 70s. Significant other? Significant other. Uh, so, but Kim being an Iowa State grad. My my guess is that their TV last night in Arizona was tuned into the uh, Iowa State Texas Tech game. But we're going to talk to Jimmy B and look forward to doing this. And I think Trent, what this will lead to is not every week, maybe once a month, when maybe once every couple of months. We both
3: like Jimmy B. Yes, yes, both. Of, in had, small doses, he's great. In small
0: doses, he's great. Uh, we'll talk. You know what bugged me the most? Not yeah, it did bug me. Um, you know, Jimmy B. loved his weekends. Yes, loved he did. Loved his weekends. Loved to play golf, usually for free. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever he could um, you know, get his uh, get his golf for nothing, he would take advantage of that, and God knows he did. Um, but on the fall, a Saturday in the fall? Yes. You can't take a Saturday off to go play golf. You want to go to Jack Trice? Fine. You know? You want to go to Kinnick? Okay.
3: Well, he never did that.
0: No, but... He's he, never been to Iowa City. He's Now he has, because he called games... No. He, he, so he lied to me. Yes, you he say. lied to you, yeah. Did yeah, he? Yeah. We can confront him, 1045. Well, that's one of the reasons when um, when it came time to... When Peralt left, mm-hmm. and as with all of the partners that I was um, paired with, I guess, mm-hmm. I got to choose who I got to work with in every single instance. Every single instance. Everyone. I got, everyone. I got to choose who I worked with, right? And... Brinson, with National Search, they came up with Jimmy B. And I really wanted somebody, you know, because look at, I don't have to tell you what moves the needle. It's Iowa State and it's Iowa. Yes. And we can talk about him every day. And if we don't, we probably didn't have a very good show that day. More than likely, yes. More, and, or people tuned out because and I don't care what month it is. You can find a Hawkeye or Cyclone topic and you're good to go. Yes. Um, but there. so there really wasn't a local person. But Jimmy B had called a bunch of Iowa Hawkeye games. Oh, really? Yes. According to Brinson, he'd done both, Iowa State and Iowa. And so that's – um. and I want, when I first got satellite TV in the, I don't know, mid-90s, like 96, 97, I got a station called Empire Sports.
3: I've heard of it from Jimmy B.
0: Sure. But Jimmy B had a show on there with a guy by the name of Howard Simon. And I remember watching Brinson because it wasn't part of the – this was prior to the all the Foxes, you know, where you got to pay for that yep. tier. Um, and I got Empire Sports and they had a bunch of Buffalo Bills, ga- not games, but, you know, uh, coverage. Uh, Buffalo Sabres, they, sure. they carried the Sabres so I'd watch NHL games there. But Brinson did the show there. And I remember Jimmy B. You do? From from watching it back in the nines because of his voice. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, they, the other guy really carries the show. <laughs> and he did, Well, we both know how that feels, yes, right? Yes, In working with, with Jimmy B. But um, so I said to I said to Joel when they put all the resumes in front of me um yeah let's 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 work with Jimmy B and so that's how Jimmy B got to Des Moines um he was doing I think um TV sports TV not sports. in Phoenix okay he was he was Keith Murphy he was oh, Andy okay, Fields okay. he
3: was he was the sports
0: guy he was a, the sports okay. guy yeah at at one of the TV stations in Arizona. Anyways, he's going to join us at 1045. I'm sure he watched at least the Iowa State game, mm-hmm. so it'll be a little bit pertinent, but we'll have some fun with Jimmy B. Mark Morehouse at 1115. This will be our final weekly appearance with Mark, and then Mark drops back to every couple of weeks, or mm-hmm. when spring football gets here, of course, every week. Uh, but we'll do one more football segment with Mark before we call it a season uh, related to Iowa and to the Big Ten. And then Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. It's Thursday. We have hardly touched at all, if at all, on the uh, two-conference championship games this weekend Frank Schwab Yahoo Sports
3: will join us at 11:40 they're about to do just that so college basketball last night the most important win who was that most important to in your mind oh of, of the two. well i, I really want, of the two right of the two
0: well drake need to beat bradley yeah and, they, and they we did. talked
3: about for you and i yeah. and drake a realistic yep. goal finish in the top 6. Yeah, avoid Thursday. Yep. Avoid Thursday. Uh and they both had nice wins last night.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh you know what? I'm not sure there's an answer to the question Trent because I was stated lost two straight after that win against Kansas started to feel like all that goodwill was starting to be spent a little bit with after the, you know, the disappointing loss at the end and the way it ended against Baylor and the way it ended against K-State. That goodwill that had been built up was starting to be, that bank account was starting to be drained. Iowa State needed this in a big way. Texas Tech, I thought, was the best team in the Big 12. I really did. I really did. They I still get, might be. Yeah, they still might be. But you know what Iowa State showed me last night? That they belong in any conversation. Um, you know, right. we, we thought it was Texas Tech and Kansas, then a little bit of a drop-off, and I still think that there is, but on that very next level, i got to put K-State there. Boy, they had a nice win last yes, night. Yes, they did. K-State is, they were picked, what, two, I think, preseason. Wade
3: was the preseason player of the year. And I wasn't a believer in this K-State team. I know you were. It was I remember a, you saying that. It felt like a faulty run. It, mm-hmm. oh, they're elite eight team. They're a eight team because Virginia got beat. Yeah. I mean, let's be yeah, realistic Yeah, that's true.
0: It, it worked, uh, yeah, t- to their favor. And
3: they got clubbed by Loyola uh-huh. in the elite eight. Uh-huh only time that Loyola didn't play a tight game mm-hmm. was against K-State. So I wasn't a big believer in this team. Are you that, now? That was my flip-back game during well, commercials for the Iowa night, game. Yeah, yeah. So I'd go back there. They got off to a great start, and I was incredibly impressed. In fact, I might have been more impressed with them last night as opposed to the win Saturday against Iowa State. They looked mm-hmm. that good mm-hmm. from, from the bits that I saw of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I walked away reevaluating my, my thoughts on this Kansas State team and a team that, again, can challenge... Certainly top three or four in the league and make another run come NCAA tournament time. No, I'm with you. You know, I looked ahead to the schedule this weekend in the Big 12. There's a Big 12 matchup that over the last, oh,
0: two or three years was appointment TV in Morgantown, Kansas, going on the road to take on West
3: Virginia. Yes.
0: I mean, that was a terrific basketball game. Mm-hmm. Especially not not necessarily at uh, at Allen Fieldhouse, but certainly in Morgantown. They had some good I mean, wins
3: there or good games there too, in Kansas. Yeah, but yeah,
0: I'm not surprised, but this year cross yeah, off. Yeah, this um uh, you know, and it, let me let me finish the the answer to the question. Iowa playing without Tyler Cook last night, you know, on a bit of a run. Um we both said yesterday that the, don't overlook this Penn State team because take a closer look at the teams in the Big Ten that they've played against. they played against the best teams in the Big Ten and they haven't gone their way. But if you're looking for not an excuse, but a reason maybe why that they haven't been able to crack the win column, it has a lot to do with who they're playing. Sure. Last night's win trend, my God. I mean, so much credit to go around. Creener to me. He's the biggest surprise on this basketball team. He wasn't supposed to be playing these minutes. He wasn't supposed to be playing, having the impact that he uh, that he is, as much as his you know his baskets, his two three. How about the bounce pass to Garza?
3: Yes, I mean that was a thing of beauty, and it was a little bit of everyone. Macy Daly finally hit a shot. Yes, I, did. Isaiah Moss had that mm-hmm. stretch when. Things weren't looking great. He put them on their back and gave them an eight-point lead in the first half with four three-pointers. points. Where is where is Iowa in this basketball game without Moss's first half? They're probably blown out. I think so, too. It's probably like one of those other... Mm-hmm. Riley Till with a dunk? Yeah, I saw that. I Riley Till! That. No, that was...
0: Uh, who got him... Who passed him the ball? Was it... I don't remember. It was Creener. Was it Creener? Creener got him the ball down and there was nobody around him. How about Creener? Five assists. Yeah, good for him, Trent. This Couple kid. of three-pointers? Yeah. This kid to me is uh um, the biggest surprise on this basketball team this year. Now Garza was a beast. Boy, yes. he's good. How about the technical foul? Is, do we know
3: what he said?
0: I would or guess or there did was a he choice say word. Anything? Yeah. He
3: did. It's look he always is saying something. Well, that I guy him, talks more than anybody you're going to find out a basketball team.
0: Well, thought. I tried to read his lips and you didn't get a good look at it. Nope. And I thought I read "Let's go!"
3: If that's the case it's a weak tea.
0: It shouldn't be a T if that's the case. I mean, there had to be a magic word. There had to have been. Because that's awful if there
3: wasn't. I mean, that was just awful. Yeah. Um, Somebody thought that they saw at one of the camera angles, you can't blank and guard me. Really? Now, you hear that on the floor a lot. That's the other, even if that was the case. Yeah. Come on.
0: No, it's bad. Come on. Bad, 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 bad. Um, no, very a really good performance. I mean, Bohannon was Bohannon again last night. Just some daggers. Here's what I love about Bohannon's threes. Not all of them, but seemingly the majority of them. It's the timing of them. It's game after game after game when you know the opponent's making a runner. That's starting to get a little. Uh, the game's starting to get a little away a little bit. Seemingly, Bohannon just steps up and knocks down a three, and boom, they extend that lead again. Or they. Cut into the lead again. Bohannon's threes have been so well-timed all season long. Uh, who else deserves credit? Weisskamp had a, an abysmal first 20 minutes. I don't mm-hmm. think he scored in the first 20 minutes. Finished with 10 points. That's the way he did it. I was very impressed. Had a stretch. Had a run in there. The first uh, the first few minutes of the second half. Yep. I mean, single-handedly. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. You know i else? Uh, I'm, let's switch over to Iowa State because I, I want to talk about Wingington. Who was fantastic. Boy, he's such an athlete, isn't he? Yeah. That, that, that uh, alley-oop, that all-Canadian alley-oop, and I'm paraphrasing, but that's how Hines put it on Twitter. Shayok to Wigington. Boy, I love those. Um, <laughs> the alley-oop to Condit. The alley-oop to Condit. But the one
3: to Wigington, Trent, <laughs> that had no business going in. That was an awful toss. When they gave up the lead finally and it got tied again. At sixty-one
0: a piece, was it? I want to say sounds. I think it was right. sixty-one a piece.
3: Do yeah, you feel like it was over. Did that it was going to go Texas Tech's way?
0: Not really, mm-hmm. not really. Because Iowa State to me was, you know, they were making big shots too, and 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 Horton Tucker had his best game, and Sheaock needed to be Shaock and he was last night. weiler Babb is he the? Here's a question for you. And Jacobson was great, double yeah. double for Jacobson last night. Who's is Wyler Babb the MVP of the team so far? Mm. I mean, he doesn't
3: wow you with this It might be Jacobson for me. Is it? Because of all the injuries they've had up front mm-hmm. with the suspensions early on with Tally mm-hmm. and Lard. And Shayok's leading the team is scoring, so you can't overlook him. Right. But but boy, wilder has had a really nice senior campaign. What he did de- defensively against Jarek Culver, uh-huh. uh, that we look at the box score, you watch the game, we, talk, we always gravitate towards offense, but his defense, Culver was bad mm-hmm. for what he normally is. And a big reason for that was Wyler Babb, who yeah. was able to get up in him, make it difficult. Boy Collar's an athlete though, isn't he, my Yes, God? he is. And he's going to be a first round NBA draft pick, more uh-huh. than likely, but I seen some
0: lottery stuff with, oh, really? with, with his name. Yeah. So um, you know, I d I don't know if it's accurate or not, but wow, yeah, he's a he's a good player and Weiler Babb did a nice job. That's a good Texas tech team. Mm-hmm. Building was banged out last night to watch Iowa State, to watch their first place Red Raiders team, and here comes the Iowa State off of two straight losses, kind of bad feels to both of the losses. They went in there. And look, Wilder babbs said it's a must-win game after they lost to K-State. That's senior leadership. You know, that's 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 putting your you-know-what's-on-the-line um, and backing it up. He was fantastic last night. Fantastic. Short in the bench, only seven guys played. Wigington played 30 minutes. Condit got, what, 14 or 15? Mm-hmm. But that was it. There was nobody else in the game. We thought Cameron Lard was going to play. He didn't. Whether he does this week or this Saturday against Oklahoma State remains to be seen. I would think that he would, but only seven guys played last night, and they beat the best team yeah. statistically in the Big 12. It. Uh, so I'm not answering your question. Yeah, because Let me finish. There's no answer. It's important for both yes. of them. This right.
3: solidifies both their statings being, at the very least, NCAA tournament mm-hmm. teams. Not neither team can afford a stretch. You can't. Go out, lose four, you know, five out of six, or anything but like look that. Look at how
0: those. Uh, went over Kansas and went on the road to Texas Tech. It's going to go a
3: long way. Pretty shiny on a resume. That it is, and are Iowa State fans still taught, muttering to themselves a little bit about the K State loss. Not so much the Baylor one. I think the K State uh, loss because it was at home. Yeah, but Baylor, K State's better than Baylor. They are, yeah, but road versus away. Mm-hmm. You when you're marking up. All right, we're gonna go at minimum seven and two in Hilton, eight and one. Maybe we can go nine and zero. But mm-hmm. you're not putting an L against Kansas State in there. No. They're, when you're looking for road victories, eh, it's difficult. Blah yep. blah blah. But at home, you're an Iowa State fan. You expect eight and one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you lose to Kansas or Texas Tech this year, but not to Kansas State.
0: No, no, no. I agree with you. I mean, Stokes was back in the lineup, but he was. I don't think he's 100 weight. It was his first game of the year. You know, one more on Iowa. I want. I want to bring up. Um, do you remember Garza when he turned the ball over? Reeves picked him off. And he drew the char- charge he afterwards. he crossed the charge. That was outstanding. You know what? That's not letting, That's not pouting. That's not hanging your head a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's getting back in position and making a play for your team. That was a big moment in the basketball game last night. Because, look, Penn State's got some players. I don't think they have enough of them. But they've got some guys on that team, Trent. I mean, I really like Reeves. Um, uh, the the big kid Watkins is a nice player. Yes, um what, what's what's the other kid stevens who did not have a good night last night he did not uh he uh, dread or dre dread he, he couldn't miss early in the game he remember was, he had nine of the first 11 he made
3: three threes right mm-hmm. off the bat hit a long jumper a little bit later and then from there nothing he was pretty bad
0: actually. yeah a very i mean i think he scored late in the uh, second half but they took away him uh great adjustments by mccaffrey and, and company um stick
3: with the zone Yes. When Penn State... The man man didn't work, did it? No. Now, uh-uh. early on, they were hitting some shots, okay. But when they got the lead, and they got it up to 28-20 or whatever it is, and they went back to man, and here comes Penn State flying back. Mm-hmm. And early in the second half, it was in man. All right, if you want to switch defense, you want to do some different things, that's fine, but realize this is a zone team. This team has limitations physically. Yeah. This team has limitations on what they can do. You're at your best when you're playing in your zone defense. And change that around... One of my favorite things at Kempom, as you know, I am a... Disciple. Yes. <laughs> a big devotee. He has defensive fingerprint, and it tells you what a team does. What, what they, majority of the time, to. Until last night, the defensive fingerprint, it is, man, zone, some of this, that... Not... It was inconclusive. We're halfway through the season, and I was, defense was still inconclusive. Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. their defensive fingerprint is now some zone. Mm-hmm. So they're... They're making their way towards understanding what they're trying to do on the defensive
0: Well, they're playing better defensively. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody can can doubt that fact.
3: You know what? I should
0: spend more time on Ken Palm. Am I um, missing out on something? Uh, See, I've never been a big... I'm old. Yeah. Um, analytics were never... We, we we somehow managed to watch sports in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s without analytics. And think I probably, and I'm not speaking just for me. I'm thinking, you know, my generation or old guys uh, had a pretty good idea what they thought they were seeing. But maybe I need to spend more time on Ken Palm because everybody that covers basketball, and I like you too. I mean, you guys are big time believers.
3: It's it just gives you a, a different interpretation of what you're seeing. And for me, I'm not going to just strictly go. All right, this is what the numbers say. This is how it is. But what I'm seeing, what I'm watching. What kind of goes hand in hand with it? And and for Iowa, you know, we hear all the time. Well, they get to the free throw line a bunch. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You remember the old Dr. Tom Adage, they try to make more free throws than their right. opponents attempt, you know. But what did that mean? This shows you against the rest of the country what that is. Iowa right now, speaking of getting the free throw line, they get there at the third highest rate in the country as opposed to field goal attempts. That shows you. This is not just they're good for the Big Ten. They're good for what Iowa normally is nationally. They're very, very high in mm-hmm. that angle, and it can show you some different things that way.
0: Yeah uh, is is this a uh, is this his own program? Does he have a patent on? I mean, did he build this?
3: Yes, yeah. This is his own analytical system, right? right. Uh, derived mostly on offensive and defensive efficiency. I wonder how
0: long he he redefined it and tweaked it uh, to get to the point where he is because this has got. I mean, this is. What's what? What could you buy the? What could you buy this f- formula for? I mean, if he was selling it, there's a lot of work that went into this thing. Oh, absolutely.
3: I mean, it it, it was the next step from the RPI. Mm-hmm. We had the Sagar ratings. How many times back in the day did you get the USA today? Oh, I know that's where you go right to
0: the back page yep. you know, and you'd find them. Uh, Dig right through that in the, right in the bottom right hand corner. So I wonder if Vegas uses Ken Palm. I'll well, have to ask Jason that.
3: The, the point spreads are almost always within a half point. Right. I mean it it is rare that you'll see a game more than a point off from uh-huh. what his projected outcome so you
0: is. So you could look today mm-hmm. um, and give us a pretty good indicator what the Oklahoma State-Iowa State and, conversely, Illinois-Iowa point spreads will be. Because that, that point spread, the Illinois-Iowa point spread won't come out till Saturday. Mm-hmm. Sometime late Friday, probably. Oklahoma State-Iowa State, that's a 5 o'clock tip, by the way, ESPNU. But if you can't be in front of your TV, you can hear the game down the hall on 100.3 The Bus.
3: Illinois uh, would be getting 10. They had a nice win last night. They dominated they crushed Minnesota. Crushed. Little Ricky in trouble up there? Eh, not yet. Not yet? No, I don't think how much so. Long time, how much time does that guy need? Yeah, I don't think he's in trouble. Is he going to be completely bald by the time he gets fired? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a creep.
0: He might be, but be, the bank account will. Uh, he'll be in good shape. Yeah, there. he'll be fine.
3: Ten point favorite there. Iowa State favored by twelve at Ken Palm over Oklahoma So State. big numbers this weekend yes. as far as Ken Palm. We might throw a hook in there for our. Contest well, we have tomorrow. to because we're going to use the Ken
0: Palm numbers uh, tomorrow. Don't forget it's Friday, so we will give away our Jethro's Barbecue. Very popular segment we do every day at eleven, or every Friday rather at eleven forty-five. It's time to pay your bills right now with fourteen sixty KXNO and EKG Golf. Text the keyword Jock to 200-200 right now for your chance to win $1,000. That's JOCK, J-O-C-K, to 200-200 right now. Message and data rate supply. Alex Halstead, more on Iowa State when Trent and I continue. It's Miller and Condon. We're glad you're with us. We're here until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460
2: KXNO. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
0: Right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO with you until noon. Mark Morehouse, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, part of the Shutdown Corner NFL columnist uh, at Yahoo. Frank Schwab joins us about 1140s. We'll preview uh, the two conference championship games. Let's get to Alex Halstead recapping a huge win last night on the road for Iowa State as they picked off number 8 Texas Tech. Alex, Trenton, Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, Alex Halstead?
1: I'm doing good getting through this cold week but uh i was giving me plenty to cover with like you said a big win last night uh, on the road in public
0: no question about it now i don't know if they uh inside the locker room if Prom, you know football they hand out game balls type of thing who do you think was the who was the player of the game last night for iowa state that's not an easy answer i don't think
1: yeah i would probably go towards the end of the game if i had to pick somebody you look at you know the fact that iowa state was up I think seven went almost three minutes without scoring, and Texas Tech makes it 61 all. And Iowa State hadn't made shots, you know, like I said, in almost three minutes. And then Nick Babb comes down and, and hits that, that two pointer, long two, right at the top of the key and gives them a 63 62 lead, and they never, or a 63 61 lead, and they never trailed again. Uh, but then you look at Mariel I hitting three or four free throws down the stretch mm-hmm. to steal it. I think those two seniors obviously came up big in the game, um, but it, it is a tough. Tough choice because you look at just so many guys did so much um, throughout that game to get the 10-point lead, to put them in a position um, to win that game late.
3: Alex, so many different avenues to go here for Iowa State. Guys that stepped up in a big way. You know, but the question I, I know still out there, Cam Lard, when he comes back finding a role, he had the suspension, now the injury, and George Connick continues to emerge. What does that mean going forward?
1: Yeah, that's going to be kind of the, the puzzle piece. proms going to have to figure out is what does that forward rotation look like mm-hmm. when Cameron Lard is back. Obviously, you know, Lard told us Monday that he was hopeful to play Wednesday. That um, that his ankle felt pretty good. That must have been a little bit of a stress because he didn't play last night. And I, I think maybe he gets closer Saturday. But if you think you can get through with Conda Saturday, do you try to keep Lard? Through the weekend um, that would be a question that you know Prome probably answers here in the next couple of days when we talk to him. But that is the question. You know, when when you looked at what they were doing here early in the season, Solomon Young had only played four games, wasn't really in that rotation. But there were a couple games there where basically Michael Jacobson, uh, Cameron Lard, and Solomon Young split forty minutes evenly, um, and most of those were going to Jacobson, and then some of them started to go to Lard. Now, if Condit's playing well, you almost have to split those forty minutes again between Jacobson and Condit and Lard, and it's kind of whoever's playing well. You know, last night, Michael Jacobson played his best game probably in Big was great, 14 points and 10 rebounds. It's just going to be maybe a night-to-night basis of who can get those minutes, who's who's hot and who's playing well and who's not in foul trouble.
0: Did we see, I, I thought I saw a text, I'm not sure if it was, a tweet rather, um, PD or, or Travis Hines that uh, that Lard apparently told it, one of the assistant coaches that his ankle's still a little bit wonky, that it's not 100%. Did, am I dreaming or did I, did I read that?
1: Yeah, I saw that too, and I think, you know, after the game, it sounded like, um, you know, he said, yeah, play Condit, because, you know, my ankle's not quite there, and we talked to Barden Monday before practice, and he was not in the mood, he was, you know, in his, um, you know, basketball, she was ready to practice, he, he looked like he was moving decently well, um, but it's a lot quite different when you're starting to run on the court, so it just seems like. Trome said it's a pain tolerance thing now for him, and so it's really what he can handle and not so much what they can do, probably, rehab-wise.
0: Statistically, uh, Lindell Wigington did not have a, you know, not not his best night. I mean, his three was massive when he did hit the, his one and only three of the game when he did it. But, boy, just the athleticism that he brings to the floor night in. And, uh, I thought it was his best game so far in conference. Did you see the same thing?
1: I thought it was his best game, yeah, from the standpoint of, his ability to make some different plays. You know, he, there were a couple of times he drove and then, uh, dished it out. And I think their ball movement was one of the reasons they were able to score 40 points in, in the first half against a Texas tech team that ranks number, number one by Ken Palm and adjusted defense. And I think Texas tech has given up uh two 40 point halves this season, one to Iowa state and one to Duke. And so to, to be able to put 40 up on, on in a half was probably the reason they were able to win that game just to build an eight point cushion early. And I thought Wigginton was key to that in that first half when he was able to do some of those things. Like you said, his three there in the second half was big. It seems like he's hit a big three in the last three games. Um, but it's, it's still finding that consistency of uh, maybe he's not a 40-point shooter when he was last year beyond the arc. Um, but there were, he had some good looks, and he, and he probably made the toughest of the looks from three. And he just got to kind of get better in that area. But that maybe comes with time and just getting on the court more, um, whereas he was able to do some of the things decision-wise Um, that I thought, I agree with you that it it was arguably his best game in Big 12 play from that standpoint.
3: You know, it feels like at times we just are expecting 18-20 game every time for Mariel Shayok and he's going to do his thing and he's going to get his points, but do we maybe overlook at times just the importance of having him out there and knowing consistency that you're going to get from him in the scoring department?
1: Yeah, He's maybe been their best three-point shooter lately. I mean, Mm -hmm. Tyrese Halliburton shooting a good clip, but He's not, you know, creating a ton of his own shots and and always um, getting the volume. But Shayok was three or four in the first half beyond the arc yesterday. Uh, fifteen points in that first half. And sometimes, like you said, it does feel like it comes along quietly. Where he's, you look at halftime and he's got fifteen points, and he did slow down a little bit that second half. It, it looked like he was tired at times. You know, he was started one of six from the field in the second half, was leaving stuff short. Chrome gave him a break before the final media, and then he hit three of the four free throws to win the game or to seal the game. So. He's obviously, you know, maybe their most important player from that standpoint. And I think you just go back to the Kansas State game, they were able to focus on him. Bruce Weber said that after the game that they tried to take Shayak away. He I think the only game he hasn't been in double figures was that Kansas State game and Iowa State lost. So, you know, he's obviously kind of the key that makes that, that thing go. Um and, you know, for them to be more consistent, I think you gotta get some of those other guys to be there with him, you know, whether that's Wigginton or or whoever else that might be.
0: Was I the only one that, uh, when I saw Horton Tucker rebound the ball and and take it the length of the floor and and lay it in, that maybe not Royce White, but maybe Royce white did. That's what it reminded me of. I haven't seen that. uh, I mean, just size-wise, right? He's just a big man. I don't think he's as tall as Royce White was or is, uh, but just taking it the length of the floor, that's what that play reminded me of, Alex Halstead.
1: Yeah, and he, he does so many different things that, kind of resembled different guys, you know, with, with his length and some of the different skill sets um, that he has. You know, I thought at times he played well yesterday. I think he's still trying to get out of that little funk that he was in at the beginning of, of big 12 play. But that play there probably is one of the reasons that you still see him kind of showing up on some of these NBA lists And you know, an 18 year old that I think NBA teams are intrigued by his body and his length and some of the things that he can do like that. And I, I, I still think it's a little premature to talk about him being a one-and-done type player, but mm-hmm. I think stuff like that signifies why he threw so much buzz in Maui from all those NBA execs that headed out there, and then also why he's still showing up on some of those lists. I want to say I saw him on another mock draft from ESPN here. So it's stuff like that, but I think you know he's a guy that, if he's at Iowa State for two, three years, um, could really put together some of those Royce White-type you know, numbers
3: you know, Alex, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about Nick Weiler-Babb and just him on the defensive end, the job that he did on Jared Culver. Is it fair to say he's a defensive stopper? It doesn't matter if it's a point guard or, or a small forward like Culver. Weiler-Babb's going to get that assignment most nights.
1: Yeah, he's a guy that has always kind of challenged with that, even dating back to last year where they weren't a very good team, but it seemed like he was the guy that they tried to challenge with that. I minutes. Mean, wise it's he's out on the court a good chunk of a game. I think they've looked to Halliburton for that a little bit at times, you know, just because of his length. But, you know, when you're going to go against somebody like Culver, I think it's still probably Nick Wilder-Babbitt they rely on there. You know, this is a team that has been better defensively at times. I think a lot of that's with their length. You know, Prohm has talked about the fact that they've got long guys like uh, Halliburton and Horton Tucker has been part of what has led to maybe them getting into gaps and um, their steal numbers being up. Um, then you bring in Shayak from Virginia, and, and I think, like you said, Babs kind of still their stopper. When you're talking about a guy like Culver, or you know some of the the elite guys that they'll face in um, Big Twelve play down the road, the interesting thing with them right now is, you know, Prom's talked about this a ton. And I think actually at media day was, this is a team that's always kind of been up there and adjusted offense. You know, in terms of you know top thirty, whatever, when they've had good seasons, they're right now top twenty five in both offense and defense. And that's where Prohm said they needed to be if they were going to be a team that could make any sort of run or get out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament.
0: Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert. Alex, one on football, we'll let you go. Uh, are you? What have you heard? Because you seem to be um, you know, doing some digging, a little intel. Maybe some changes coming to Matt Campbell's staff, both guys leaving, and maybe a familiar face apparently coming back. What are you hearing, Alex? Can you share anything? Are you comfortable at this
1: point? Well, I've seen, everything I've heard does have an opening on the staff. Um, You know, right now they've had uh, Taylor Mauser out recruiting. Uh, You know, he's um, in the past been a recruiting, I guess, assistant. He's kind of been their offensive guy. Um, They have so many guys in that recruiting department, but he's kind of been the guy that's been, you know, the offensive guy, but also has really led some of their connections in Arizona. You know, whether it's Joey Ramos on the offensive line or obviously Brock Purdy, he's been part of both of those recruitments. Um, You can have 10 assistants out out on the road right now recruiting, and so since they have a position open, um, he's been the one out recruiting. Um, I don't know who they're going to fill the spot with quite yet. I think that should probably happen soon. I haven't necessarily heard if it's going to be him or if it's going to be somebody else. Um, but IRC has now also publicly posted it. You know, universities have to post their yep. jobs publicly. And so there is a job opening now listed. I guess we could go apply. Uh, but they probably already have somebody in mind i who they're going to get it. I just haven't heard who maybe will take that kind of spot.
3: You probably got plenty of people on the message board that cycle an Alert that think they uh, they can apply for those jobs, right?
1: Yeah, and I, the, the only unfortunate part is I think they sidestep some of that with um, the qualifications, or you have to have coach in the NFL or FBS. Yeah, that that maybe takes takes a lot <laughs> people out.
0: Yeah, but nothing on Tom Manning, though, huh?
1: I haven't heard any. I mean, those rumblings have been out there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. Probably a lot of different message boards. Um, I haven't heard anything about him coming back, but I—I I mean, I've heard the rumors, but I haven't heard anything concrete enough to think that that maybe is actually happening.
0: Good stuff, Alex. That's—I uh, appreciate you uh, filling in, filling us in. You're providing us a little clarity. Thanks, Alex. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. CycloneAlert.com. Alex Halstead, uh, joining us as we recap and try to pick his brain on maybe because the Tom Manning thing apparently is out there. I, I don't know. I mean,
3: I like Tom Manning.
0: Never filled the O.C. spot. No. Um, I don't know. Wright made some changes to his staff after the year, but he he got rid of guys that holdovers. Right.
3: So I, I don't Manning know. was one of his guys. Manning
0: was one of his guys. That's why I, I wasn't sure if there would be too much to it, but I thought Alex Halstead would know because uh, he's on top of things over there. All right, we will take a timeout. We come back a... Uh, a familiar voice going to join Trent and I. We're looking forward to catching up with our old partner, Jimmy B. When Miller and Condon continue, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460
2: KXNO. Sports radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
0: Ah, uh, the look on your face, Ken Miller, no, when I played this. Friend. I could just picture. this is This is right in his wheelhouse. He used to three feet from me, mm-hmm. and he would he would request this bump back into it. He was a big change. Okay. Who is he? He's Jimmy B. He joins us. I got you moving around in your chair a little bit, Mr. Brinson. How are you, Jimmy B? I'm doing great, fellas, and thank you for doing that. You're right. It was right in <laughs> my
2: wheelhouse, and I told you all the time. So great. And sing music. You
0: gotta throw it down in the studio. Yeah, and I sadly I watched you a couple of times do that and very quickly <laughs> turned my back and looked out the window. So, um, <laughs> before we get into what you're doing right now, let's do a quick thing on sports and I want to catch up with you. And Trent and I have been talking a lot about you and we want to do this every couple of weeks, Jimmy B, because you played a big, big role in sports radio in Des Moines and I have a great deal of respect for anybody who did it well with the exception of one person. Um, <laughs> but, um, did you watch Iowa State last night, Jim? That was a big win over Texas Tech. I'm, I'm assuming you and Kim were watching the game.
2: I watched uh, both games, and you know me, I'm still dialed in to what both schools are doing. And I, uh, I tried to pick up on you and I. I think I got a little bit of that on uh, on the tablet, so that's how I, uh, I I got a chance to see some of that. But you know, one of the things is that um, that I I'll start with Iowa first is that. I know that uh, Tyler Cook didn't play in that game, but you have to find minutes for Kreener Yes, because he's a valuable guy coming off the bench. So when Garza sits, Kreener plays. When Cook sits, Kreiner plays. You're, you're going to have to keep him active and busy because he is a contributor to that team. And look, I, I get why people are in love with Bohannon and, and, and why they, they love Garza, that, that sort of thing. But you, and I always talk about this, you, and, you, and Trent knows it as well as you can, you got to get production out of guys when your starters aren't in there from bench players. And he can give you production if you just figure out ways to give him productive minutes. And he showed that last night in the
3: win on the road. You're, you're a, always have been, really going back to his freshman year, you've been a big proponent of Kareener, always seeing more minutes. And, and it's good to see that finally come to fruition and him get those minutes. And he's been really, really productive. Iowa State bouncing back after the back-to-back losses to Baylor and Kansas State on the road to Texas Tech. Jimmy B., you've been at many different outposts. Getting to West Texas not the easiest place to go.
2: Uh, no, it is not. And uh, I can tell you, and I always, uh, I think I mentioned this maybe in, in, in passing sometime. The highest point in Lubbock, Texas is a freeway overpass. Hmm. I mean, it's as flat as a table there, and it is ugly, and the tumbleweeds go running through the town. Look, it is a dip, not only is it difficult to get to, it's a difficult place to play. And that was a highly impressive win by Iowa State against the eighth ranked team. Uh, last night, and here's a couple of things that I that I can note for you out of that game, and that is, and I know you guys watched it gently, guys. They don't go down low on the block enough to Jacobson, and I know they're a perimeter shooting team, and everybody's jacking threes, and I get that, but you notice when the ball goes down low on the block to Jacobson, a couple of things take place. One, he either scores, or two, he gets fouled. Or three, the defense collapsed, mm-hmm. and he kicks it out to an open man who then has an open look for the shot. And for some reason, I just don't think they utilize that capacity enough. Look, he was the key last night with a double-double. I get what Shyock did in the game last night, impressive and overall performance by, by Iowa State. But... Once again, I'll go back to how important Jacobson is and he is your best low post defender as well. He had that huge block late in the game that led to a fast break mm-hmm. basket. So so from that so from that aspect, I would just like to see them utilize that aspect of what they have and force the defense to collapse on him and then kick back out for an open three. Yeah,
0: he's crafty when he gets the ball down low. He's got some moves. I I thought he played very, very well. And you know who his dad is, don't you? You know, Dr. Jake, that's uh, Bill Jacobson. That's his son. You're aware of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I thought you were all right. Let's do Super Bowl or not Super Bowl, but Conference Championship weekend, and then we'll just catch up for a few minutes. Uh, we got the one and one versus two, one versus two, NFC, AFC. Uh, you like these matchups, Jim? I
2: love these. I just wish the Kansas City game was not going to be played in degrees. Um, I would I'm, look. I, I, I get it. It's winter in the Midwest. We get games like this. But I think if it was played in about 40 degrees, we would really, really have a wild game. I think even though guys are saying that they don't think that the weather's really going to be that big of a factor, look, guys, we've all been in that. We know that when it's that cold, it's always a factor. You just don't feel right catching the football correctly. Look, do I think they're going to change the way that... Uh, New England, and the Chiefs run their offense? No, they're not going to change anything. They're going to play the way that they like to play. And I can't wait. I think it's going to be a terrific game. The other contest with the Rams and St. Louis, this game has Uh has the potential to be kind of like that Monday night game where we saw the Rams and KC, both of them scored 50. I don't think they're both going to score fifty, but I can see this game at like forty-one thirty-eight, something yeah. something like that. I think there's going to be a lot of points in that uh, in that Rams uh, Saints game.
3: Final just in sixteen <laughs> thirteen. Maybe we'll see. <laughs>
2: uh, Jimmy
0: B, you've lived uh, you've lived all over the country. Literally, you've uh, you've done sports, TV, or, or radio all over the country. What do you what will you remember about Des Moines?
2: Uh, that I fell in love with it when I got there. Um, I worked with two Yahoos that I really came to grow and like a lot, and from that aspect, it always will have a uh, special place in my heart. Always.
3: But you're uh, you're living in a warmer climate now, so I'm going to guess you're enjoying the winters much more. Yeah, we're about to get clobbered here, Jimmy B. Yes. We're
0: we're going to have the worst storm so oh, far of the don't winter. You have to
3: tell Jim. Day. You know he knows. Yeah, really, he's a weather guy. <laughs>
2: That, that, that is me. Well, you guys always say, well, you old guys, that's all you talk about is the weather. Yeah. Now, that's not That's not basically true, but I am going to go play 18 today. <laughs> nice. So from that aspect, yes, I am going to talk about the weather. Mm-hmm. Look, as I just referenced, uh, there's nothing better than a good snowstorm uh, in beautiful Des Moines mm-hmm. and all the accidents on 235. Uh, I am not missing that aspect of it whatsoever, but... I can tell you this: being in the witness protection program that I am uh, out here, yeah. uh, it, it, it does beat uh, it does beat that uh, that cold and snow. And anytime you guys are out here, you know you got a place to crash.
0: Absolutely, you'll charge us, but well, we do have a place to. We <laughs> Couple have a place. Of seven to... and seventh is all it costs. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what are you doing now, Jim? Are you are you doing radio? Or are you uh, kind of a, th- a third man on a three man team? What are you doing?
2: That's what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but you can still take him out for a walk from time to time. So that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm having a good time. But you know, Ken, you know this, and, and Trent. The difference out here is pro sports rules, yep. and so you do a lot of uh, pro sports conversation, and you got coaching changes here. Uh, you've got a bad basketball team you got a mediocre hockey team although they did get a win last night uh you have a baseball team that is in total upheaval and then there's arizona state and herm edwards is like a god is he really Uh, wow he is. He owns the town uh if, if you're an arizona state fan and let me explain that Because of the pro sports, Arizona State is probably uh, the number five team that people pay close attention to. Arizona is in Tucson, Ken, as you well know, and Trent. So they get play in this market, but not like they used to because they're not the same sort of team that they used to be.
0: Hmm. Jimmy B uh, great to catch up with you my friend Uh, seriously we want to do this every couple of weeks Uh, I don't know what we'll talk about we'll find something to talk about you're always entertaining Trent and I uh, we have some fun at your expenses. we always did but uh, we'll never forget our time together I think I can speak for you Trent when I say that it it was fun thank you Jimmy B great to catch up with you we wanted to give you an opportunity to get back on Des Moines I know you never got a chance to say goodbye uh, when uh, when it ended up the dial but uh, we're in a better place now good to talk to you pal
2: Fellas,
0: thank you so much. And listen, if I'm not at the pool, the tennis court,
2: or golf course, you guys call me. All right, see you, buddy. Jimmy B. Let's serenade him
0: as we head to break with his boy. We'll be back. uh, 11 o'clock hour. Mark Morehouse. Cedar Rapids Gazette. Frank
3: Schwab. YahooSports.com. not kidding. This is his wheelhouse. Loves it. And seriously, if you've ever been out with him... Thank God I can say I never have been out with him. Oh, he dances! No, oh, I heard. He dances. I heard.
0: Kotler was worth the price of admission at that Blues, uh, sure. Blues on Grand, and Jimmy B and Kim and I don't remember where they used to go to, but I've heard well horror stories. Quite frankly, eleven o'clock hour coming up next. Miller and Condon take you right up until noon on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO. And hey, I'm
1: awesome